Sunday Meditation, Easter, April 15, 1979. LL Research, Channeling Hatan and Latwi. Carla Channeling. I am known to you as Hatan, and I greet you in the love and the light of the Infinite Creator. I greet you especially on this day, which is holy within your culture, and we are very, very pleased and privileged to be able to be a part of your celebration of that which lives, which was thought to be dead. Within this channel's mind, there is a quote from a poet. It goes like this. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead ground. We would like you at this time to ponder those words, for you must take all things personally if you would find their inner meaning. Rather than skimming the surface of the meaning, be shameless and make those things which are general specifically about yourself and see what applies. What is the dead ground in your life? Perhaps you know the answer to that already. Perhaps there is all too much of it. The familiar, the simple, and the easy. Those things which are concerned only with the transitory experience which began when you first drew breath in a chemical vehicle on planet Earth, and which end when your last breath is expelled in this experience. In the illusion, this is called life, this breathing. But in reality, the experience itself is without life. And yet, my friends, you are here, and it is a precious and unusual thing that you are. Many are the souls who have wished at this time to draw breath upon your planet and experience that which is occurring upon your planet at this time. For that which is occurring is a change just as a change in your seasons may be called a change. You may generalize and say, why, spring is the same as winter. It is the same earth. It is the same trees. But the transformations are remarkable. Out of the dead ground there grow new things that are alive, and those that blossom and bloom. That which was skeletal and brown and bare become lovely, bursting with life and hope and promise. And so is your life at this tiny point which is the present. And why is this a cruel process, my friends? Why is April the cruelest month? Why is change difficult? Let us move our vision to another story that has held the interest of many for 2,000 years. It is the story of a master among your men, called Jesus, who was taken to a tree and thereupon fixed until he was dead. Does that not seem cruel, my friends? You are in the midst of that which is cruel. Cruelty is a part of change. Pain is the price of growth. 
when the one known to you as Jesus was lifted gently from that tree, he was dead. And yet it is this holiday that you now celebrate on which he blossomed into that which was not transient, but alive, conscious and loving. Flowers, my friends, are for a season, and many of them are only for a season. They do not regenerate themselves. But you are not flowers. You are seeds, which are sown in the dead ground of a chemical body that you may experience the thunder and the lightning, the rain, the snow, and the wind that only a chemical body can give you. For it is in those circumstances that your emotional reactions are intensified invariably. And it is through this intensification of emotions, it is through this often painful process of emotional reaction and thought and contemplation that you grow that within you which is alive, eternal and loving. There is a curious peace to be gained from knowing that you are capable of using those things which are given you, not just those things which are transitorily joyful, but those things which are of transitory pain. This peace, indeed, passes understanding, for it means that in no circumstances are you without propriety, that those things which do not seem to have a purpose do have a purpose, and that purpose is to help you grow. Not in this life only, but in the life that is real, that which extends in the infinite present in the great circle of time and space which is now and here forever. We have often said to you that the Creator is a Creator of total love, and yet there was a pain in separation when that unity which was the Creator consciously separated itself into an infinity of individuals. There was a wish that the Creator know itself, and a hope that the Creator might love itself, and, thus, it gave its parts free will. As you gaze into your brother's eyes, you may see the Creator, or you may see your brother. It is your choice. Truly, you may love the Creator in your brother, and thus, you love the Creator. As you see the world of nature about you at this time, you may appraise the Creator, or you may choose not to. Each moment you can make of your life as you will, and that too is cruel. That is the ultimate responsibility, for it is only the mature and emotionally strong personality who can remember the Creator and recognize the Creator and love its parts. The good and the bad, so they seem. They are the Creator. Some parts of the Creator do not know that there is one, that the Creator is He, and that the definition of both is love. Thus your love of that ignorant brother may be the blessing that helps that brother to know himself for the first time. How many times have you been in motion today? 
How many times have you felt the stillness within you that is the Creator? The perfect balance that is the perfect dance of love. This instrument today spent her morning singing hymns to the Creator. Alleluia, He is risen, she sang. We say to you, Alleluia, you are risen. Your body is transitory. In meditation, allow that feeling of freedom, of love, of sweet companionship, of peace to soak through your chemical body, to soothe those nerves that have been frayed by the intense emotions of your experience at this level. Let hope come into your heart, for the Creator is forever full of hope. Let love heal that which needs healing in your thoughts. Let it touch your pain. The original thought that created you is love. That union can exist again in meditation. This is not an escape, my friends. This is a centering in knowing who you are. We have heard your discussion this evening and the conversation that perhaps meditation makes it more difficult to live among your people. Do not let this be so for you. Let love give you confidence. Let it give you a smile from the heart. Let it give you, above all, compassion. Just as the one known as Jesus finished his stay to the bitter end and triumphed over cruelty, take whatever cup is given to you and drink it unafraid. If it is yours, take it. But in meditation, ask for the discrimination to know that which is yours and that which is not yours. When you feel that you know, you will be as one that has come forth in the spring in your own beautiful way. Think of yourself as nothing less, for you are beautiful, each of you, as beautiful as the Creator, as lovely and as loving. At this time, I will pause that my brother Lytos might condition each of you and offer you a strengthening wave. I am Hatan. I am again with this instrument. I am Hatan. My brother Latui wishes only to say a few words. I am Latui. I am with this instrument. I wish you all much love and light. We in the service of the infinite creator Thank you for allowing us in your meetings. We are having a good time this evening. We, in our light ship or plane, which are colors which are different from our identities, are enjoying the show. Your sun is most entertaining at certain times, and we thank you for the beauty of your solar system. We are enjoying it. 
we only wish to say hello and to give you our love. We feel like children today and wish you the very best of childhood, laughter without fear, and belief without doubt. I am Latwi. Adonai. I am known as Hatan. At this time, I would open the meeting to questions. H. I have a question. As Carla and I were speaking earlier this evening, I'm concerned about reincarnation because I have a dissertation to do, and I was wondering if you can tell me if the sources I have are reliable. Hatan. I am conditioning this instrument. I am Hatan. I am Hatan. I am Hatan. I am aware of your question. As always among your people, those books which are written by learned men about subjects which are beyond the grasp of terrestrial science are not reliable due to the fact that their base of data is necessarily not that of reality but is predicated upon the insistence that the scientific method, as you call it, be used to prove or disprove theses concerning spiritual subjects. The nature of a spiritual subject is such that the scientific method will fail, due to the fact that freedom of choice is paramount in spiritual growth. Consequently, it cannot be proven that there is life after death, or that there is purpose to life in such a way that it cannot be refuted. For if this were done, those among your peoples would have no more freedom from ignorance and would have to realize the truth of their own function within their incarnation. Reincarnation is an important part of the system of the evolution of spirit among beings, and thus it cannot ever be proven in the density of your planet any more than it can be proven that the one known as Jesus was resurrected on a spring day long ago. It must be an article of faith, something that is individually and subjectively taken to be true. For this reason, those books which attempt to prove reincarnation are going to run into insurmountable difficulties. Of more use to you will be simple anecdotal books which are collections of stories concerning cases suggestive of reincarnation. Does this answer your question? H. Yes, thank you. But I have another, if I may. Would it serve any purpose from your viewpoint? That is to say, would it be an imposition upon you if I should ask questions about the origin of man on this planet? Hatan. Insofar as our knowledge will permit, we are delighted to share our facts with you on any subject which does not infringe on your free will. You must understand that we are not a final authority and are capable of error. However, within these limits, we will be most happy to answer your question.
H. Thank you very much, and with your permission, I will frame a few questions, possibly for next time. Hatan. We will be delighted. You may ask questions now, if you wish. H. Well, there's one in particular I'm concerned about, in terms of intellectually knowing, which I understand is not a good thing in itself, but why are we as human beings here in the first place? Is there something that we became entrapped in? Or did we choose to come here for growth? Or just what? Hatan. We ask you to think in terms of cycles. There is something that you have in common with the cycle of the seasons. As seeds, you were planted here without free will, due to the fact that you were ready to be planted. From that point on, you had complete free will regarding the rate of your growth within a certain framework which measures growth in such a way which has been made very clear to you by various masters at various times. The one most familiar to you is the one known as Jesus the Christ. A measure of your growth is your unselfish love for your Creator and for your fellow man. As the shoot climbs from the darkness of the soil to the sunlight, so it took you many, many incarnations to get the first inkling that there was any purpose to life other than the fulfillment of your basic bodily needs. At that level, each individual was an extremely selfish person. But the catalyst, if you will allow us to call it that, of physical existence works upon the soul of mankind in such a way that the experiences which he meets in an incarnation allow him chances to learn the lesson of love. In many, many cases in an incarnation, a person makes a simple choice for his own good or for the good of another. He learns to help. He learns that to say no is sometimes of more help than to say yes. He learns that to bow one's head is often helpful. He learns that to listen is often helpful. He learns many, many things and experiences many, many things. And slowly, as he climbs toward that light which is the perfect love of the Father, instinctively drawn there through many, many incarnations, he begins to become the kind of person that is capable of becoming a seed, the seed of a new man who can be planted in a new world. However, in the next cycle of experience, you will have free will about when you are planted, for you will have enough true love within your being that it will be a real choice for you to decide to remain behind and help your fellow beings who are below you, or whether you wish to enter a cycle of growth as a light soul. Does this answer your question, my brother? H. For now, yes, thank you. Hatan. We thank you for allowing us to share our thoughts with you. Have you more questions? Questioner. I have a question, 
I'm wondering if you can shed some light on the planetary alignment that's to come in 1982. I've heard about it. It concerns me, and I'm not very clear on what is to happen, since no man in recorded history has seen this. Hatan, you have us there, due to the fact that we do not ourselves know what will happen. For the free will of the planet will have a great deal to do with the severity of Earth changes that take place due to the gravitational force exerted upon the crust of the planet Earth at that time. You are incarnate on a planet which is very busy being born, going through a cycle. The Earth changes have intensified, as have the polarity of the tempers of the people of the planet. We are sure that you have observed that many have become more loving and, at the same time, many have become far less loving and more prone to the bloodiness of battle within the last 30 years. These changes in the planetary consciousness are at one with the changes in nature, and natural catastrophes and difficulties of all kinds have increased dramatically within the last 30 years. This change will continue to worsen both on the human and physical levels for approximately the next 15 years. The so-called Jupiter effect, as this instrument has known of. Here, side one of the tape recording the session ends. We pick up on side two with Carla still channeling Hatan. While the tape was being flipped, a question was asked about the Shroud of Turin. H. Can you tell us if this is the valid shroud that Christ was garbed in when he was in the tomb? Hatan. We ask your patience, as this instrument is not yet in a proper state. I am Hatan. We are aware of your question, my brother and have spoken with others of your group about this very artifact. It is an interesting quirk of your people's that you are so sentimental about clothing. Would that you were as sentimental about ideas. The so-called shroud is an example of a phenomenon which is called an action-at-a-distance effect in physics. Although it was not the winding sheet of the man known to you as Jesus. The belief that it is has caused imprints to appear. They have been caused by the thought forms of those who pray, and this can show to you the power of prayer and belief. Thus, although we discourage placing importance upon the clothing of those who are dead, let us encourage you to contemplate the immense power of that which you call the Holy Spirit. In meditation, in life, that which you wish, that for which you pray, that which you desire and will, my friends, that is what you will receive. As surely as thought has imprinted the cloth so shall your thoughts become things. So watch carefully what you desire.
for it will come to you. Desire that which you truly wish. Is there another question? We leave you, my friends, floating upon the winds of change. We are aware that each of you has a feeling at this time of rootlessness, and we encourage you to know that the Creator is everywhere, that your footing need not be recognizable, for the Creator is close. Love is near. Light is all about you. Your security and your safety are never in question. You may live, and you will surely die. But that which is you will bloom anew, and your radiance of being will become ever more bright. We, who are your humble brothers, send you our love. May you rest in the love and the light of the infinite Creator. I am known to you as Hatan. In the name of the Confederation of Planets in the service of the Infinite Creator, I leave you in the love and the light. Adonai Vasu Boragas. Go forth then, rejoicing in the power and the peace of the one infinite creator.